0: Positive mindset is absolutely critical, and it's something that meditation really helps with when you're stressed or or things are getting difficult. But in and of itself, it's not enough. What you have to do is face the parts of yourself that are getting in your own way. And you have to have a positive attitude while doing that. You have to believe that you can transform those things, but those are the things that unleash the big potential and get you to the other side. And as the owners and leaders of a business do that, I mean, your business can only grow as much as the people that are growing in it. So you have a choice. You can have people that are holding you back. You can have a revolving door and keep replacing people, or you can help your people grow.
1: This is the Angles of Latitude podcast, session number 199 with the founder of the Eagle Institute, Kira Lescu. This
0: is squadron leader confirming hostiles inbound. Prepare for battle. What you're about to hear is the integration of life. Clarity is power. If you live each day as if it was your last, someday you'll most certainly be right liberty
2: we choose to go to the
1: moon it's happening
0: and all things geek
1: yeah i'm not sure i know how to answer that uh you got a badass over here
0: welcome to the angles of latitude podcast
1: ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the show i'm your host jc preston connector of amazing people and great ideas and joining me as co-host in this session is veronica kieran creator of the three pillars of business scaling system and the stories of covid project this is a show where we bring you life lessons or a message from successful entrepreneurs experts athletes and artists so that you too can find and execute your own personal mission and live a lifestyle that you're proud of so how's this uh this new post-covid life going for for you uh i know what's new in your life i mean why am I saying post-COVID? Because apparently this past week at the CDC uh, here in America and here in the United States anyway, decided that uh, they were going to be like, uh, you know what, if you have the vaccine, go out and, and live life like uh, like it's normal days. And I, I you know I don't know if there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be actually taking uh, that up quite yet, because I think a lot of us are kind of used to going into closed areas and, and maybe groupings and just being used to wearing masks. But, um, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of people who are going to be making an interesting, uh, transition in their life. And for me, well, you know, I, I think personally, a lot of things are going on and frankly, in a, in a way that I need them to be happening to wake me up, uh, uh, from really a slumber that I've been in for what I can tell at least a couple of years uh prior prior to covid and you might be wondering what i mean by that well first off you know sign after sign has been really telling me that i've been playing in a world that really isn't who i am recently and you know if if i think about it i had this feeling when i was at late 20 something in grad school trying to hang out with hun- undergrads and you know real world experiences that i was having they were kind of clueless too. You know, I was starting to hang out with entrepreneurs at that time and they were telling me don't go to the corporate world because it's gonna suck your soul. And as I tried to relay that information myself to a lot of the undergrads who were putting their time in to go that route, you know, they just weren't getting it. And I just, this is just like, you know, I, I I wonder where some of those folks are today. But, you know, for me, You know, I'm glad that I had the experience of of having that that awakening. But ten years later, you know, I'm realizing that the hustle that I was doing for really the last ten years was to prepare me to a level that I'm going into now. And in fact, in the last year, I've been naturally realizing that I'm graduating to a new level now. Uh, Recently, I found myself working and hanging with key people of influence or KPIs. And as I've been with them, I've realized that I've been stuck as a busy bee since grad school. And in fact, the book, Key Person of Influence, has really opened up my eyes on why I've been feeling this way. And it makes so much sense as to why I've been struggling to get anywhere in the last six years. You know, I highly recommend reading, listening to the book as soon as possible, even if you're just now as a newcomer getting into the entrepreneurial scene, but if you've been a regular listener of the show, wow, like it is such an eye opener. And I think it'll give you some really great insight as to which of my guests have been in which of those, those two spaces. Are they a busy bee or are they a KPI? And while I pride myself as being that guy who can wear five hats and producing a podcast, for example. It takes a ton of time and patience to do all that, and time and patience I'd rather be and am spending with family, but also exploring opportunities with these other KPIs. Much of this realization started last summer and fall when I was working with today's guest, Kira Leskew. You know, being someone of a of a KPI herself, Kira's recognized that I was on the verge of burnout and, and needed less stress and, and more. Ways of just dealing with like all this pent up energy and, and frustration I had, and that came in the form of her actually teaching me some of the te- techniques of pranayama. Uh, knowing how to do these exercises though have changed uh, the game for me, and I I hope after hearing today's conversation that you start getting some realizations yourself, especially if you've you've been a busy bee like I've been and have been patiently waiting for your reward, for, you know, sticking it out. And they talk about this book in the book quite a bit. Uh, more specifically, though, with our conversation with Kira, we'll be learning about how she realized she needed a regular downtime in her life, how she finally was able to get regular meditation in her lifestyle, and how a business leader who feels pulled in multiple directions in their business can actually reset. But first, let's talk about Groove. Or as we formally have taught, called it, Groove funnels, And you know, just like Dogecoin and SafeMoon are changing the game in the crypto space right now, Groove is changing the way things are being done in an online business. And while it started off last year as a way to create funnels for free, which you can still get that free version, it's quickly moving to a full service marketing CRM package. And in fact, I've used it to build all new sites for various groups and businesses I'm involved with, including viking-trailrun.com. Besides the fact that all the tools are under one roof, the community of Groove is fantastic and very optimistic of what's coming down the road. And unlike other platforms that are out there that are kind of uh, seem to have stagnated a little bit, uh, the tech continues to be improved on with Groove. And in fact... Each sub app and Groove has its own develop, developmental team, which is something I learned about in the not, probably the last couple of weeks. So if you're looking to become a KPI, as I was previously talking about, look into Groove yourself, or if you really want to embrace you know, that world, let's, let's talk. Uh, I'm now a co-founder of a company called Brushfire Marketing, which is something I've been putting a little bit more time into. And uh, we'll probably even more so as, as the next couple months roll on. But, you know, we're specifically designing that business to help people move from do-it-yourself busy bee to key person of influence who knows and appreciates the value of outsourcing work and working with others. If you're not ready to hire the team yet, totally understand. I've been there for a long time. And you can just check out Groove on your own terms over at newinceptions.com slash GrooveDigital or try it for free at newinceptions.com slash freegroove. As always, you too can get in on the conversation and share with us what you've got from this discussion on social media, and also be sure to leave a comment whenever you're listening to the show on. If you do so on Apple Podcasts, I'll be sure to share it in an upcoming session. Also, remember, if you need help in scaling your business, drop us a message at newinceptions.com with any questions. Whether you need an advice or a strategic introduction to other amazing people, we love to help our listeners in any way that we can. Show notes and show note extras of the show can be found at newinceptions.com slash 199. And as always, I'll be at the end of the show to fill you in on anything we might have missed. Hey everyone, this is JC Preston alongside Veronica Kieran, professional coach and creator of the Stories of COVID Project. Welcome back to the show, Veronica been a little bit, a lot of things going on in your life. What is going on?
2: Hey, uh, hello from Berlin. Hi, everyone. Uh, Yeah, so I moved across the pond since the last episode, which was fun because I think a lot of us are feeling that itch of wanting to travel. Uh, But my brain now is starting to wake up and realize this isn't just a trip. I'm here permanently. So lots of learning learning German and figuring out where the heck in the world am I
1: <laughs> yeah right yeah i uh i my my when i was taking uh foreign language back in, in high school my first year was actually in german uh my mom's side is german and uh yeah i just uh definitely appreciate the culture over there and yeah it's actually still have a lot of old country relics that the family brought over once upon a time so wow yeah it's uh Definitely appreciate where you're at. And uh yeah, that I think that'll be that'll be fun. Um yeah, I very unexpected. And a lot of people are like, you know that Veronica is moving. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with going, you know, to other places. So yeah, that that'll be cool.
2: Yeah, it took us the first two years of us being hosts together to even meet in person. So uh we've got this. We oh, know yeah, what we're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, and is that you know, that's just the thing, like it's it's not that big of a deal, people. Come on, you know, that's just the world that we live in. And uh, you know, that's that's actually good kind of a segue into why, you know, today's guest is gonna be on the show because one of the things I've been looking forward to is that really a lot of this year is has been a complete change for so so many people. And with that change comes a lot of stress. And in fact, I've seen COVID completely transform um, businesses, including my own, uh, to something completely new. And we've actually had the chance to to talk about that quite a bit. Uh, American multi-sport, the company that I'm a owner of has actually made the transition into American wellness consulting and really needless to say that transition has, has been really difficult. And we've been having, you know, really to focus on developing a whole b- business model as well as, you know, partnering with those that really can take our organization to the next level because we can't wear all the hats. We can't be an expert in everything, right? And so if you're talking about creating a, a bit of a hub where people can plug in and and help uh, give uh, useful knowledge during this time, then that's where we're becoming. But one of those partners uh, is, in fact, today's guest. And I've really been happy to, to meet her and and help her where I can, because she's been able to actually help me with my own uh, personal stress issues uh, this last year. And originally I had mentioned her in session 188 with Samira Khan, because I, I, I think that what we use, to the fewer are live plays really hand in hand with what we're, we're going to learn a bit about today. Uh, and in fact, to tell you a little bit about her, through her work uh, in pranayama and yoga, she helps business owners overcome and manage growth in their business while reducing stress and helping them cope with, with overall mindfulness. And, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot to unpack here. So, really just want to get her on and welcome her to the show. Kira Leskew can be found at theeagleinstitute.com. Kira, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: Thank you, JC. It's so nice to talk to you again. Yes. So nice to talk to both of you.
1: Always a pleasure.
0: Yeah, and thank you for being on the show.
2: Um, This is like one of my favorite areas to talk about, and so I'm really excited to dig into your work. Um, I personally have been struggling to create my own meditation habit for years and years and years, even though I keep getting signals that I should be doing it. And of course, having moved into an entirely different culture, now it's even more important, but still the struggle goes on. Uh, it seems like you came to your meditation practice through your training as a yogi. Uh, do I have that right?
0: Um, sort of, <laughs> I mean, I, it really came through like dealing with business challenges that I, I like the, the industries I were in were toxic and people were having heart attacks and strokes in their thirties. And I was on that uh. path. And yes, I was introduced to yoga and certified yoga and cranny teacher. And I started like doing meditation. Um, med- I would call it meditation light. I really didn't know what I was mm-hmm. doing back then. Um, but yes, that, that whole genre was the thing that enabled me, first of all, not to go down that health problem path. But second of all, enabled me to sort solve enormous business problems where people said, there's just no way you could, this can be done. And because I had that practice, I was able to do that. And it certainly wasn't mainstream back then because I'm talking like mid-90s, early 90s. So this was way ahead of the curve for people.
2: Yeah, you're really cutting edge. But so um, just to that point, like that that clarity of mind um, and the space, kind of the space management for all the thoughts that we have that comes with meditation allowed you to see past a problem and into uh potential solutions that maybe weren't so obvious, which is really amazing. Um, I'd love to hear about that, that like, critical moment that drove you to looking for a meditation practice or yoga. It yeah. sounds like there was a stress moment, um, which I think myself and most of our listeners have also experienced. So what did that look like for you?
0: Well, I just been down to one of our biggest clients, which um, I'm in Canada, so it's like a hundred and some kilometers away and in bad traffic, that was a four hour drive. So that's about 60 miles. Wow. <laughs> and I just been down there and the um, owner of the company came out to meet me whom I'd never met and they're person that I usually worked with who did all the scheduling who's so we were a supplier I was a executive um chief operating officer of this company so I usually met with their scheduling people and a few other people the general manager and then the owner comes walking out and he's like we can you come come straight back to the factory we've got problems uh, hmm. this person had a heart attack. He was the scheduler. And, and then right after that, the general manager who was trying to take over his job had a heart attack. So the first guy was 33 and the second guy was 39. Jeez. And, um, that mo- I, I went through and I, I had pretty good training cause I was an elite athlete when I was younger. So I'd been exposed to, you know, I would call meditation, light visualization, you know, controlling yourself, your mental, emotional yeah. state from my sports training, but it wasn't really meditation. And so I used those skills. And then I came out and I'm like, I cannot be these people. Like I'm on this path. <laughs> mm. I cannot be these people. Like I don't want to. And the one guy we didn't know, the younger guy, they didn't even know if he was going to live. And he had like little kids and and he was then that was actually the third heart attack in that company um in less than a year of someone who is in like upper management jeez and and that was normal in that industry that was the problem and um it was mostly a result of burnout and the mind can't think straight it can't solve problems so it doesn't know how to navigate things when you Get on. Um, have too much stress for too long of a period of time. So I'm not drive home in bad traffic. I just set a really strong intention. I I I can't really quit the company. This is a family business. I mean, I could have, but I didn't feel like I could. I felt like I'd be letting people down, and I really felt like I hadn't done what I was capable of doing there. It wasn't time to move on. So I, I just set a really strong intention. And then, you know, right away, as when we set intentions, I started getting introduced to meditation and yoga. Um, first of all, books on and listening to meditations from um, a bookstore that I really liked, as well as discovering yoga. And I, it really came to me. My gym started a yoga class and I went in and I hated it. And at at the same time, I'm like, I really need this. And then I realized I shouldn't be doing this at the gym, but this is the right thing. So then I, I didn't go really to any more classes at the gym. And I started looking for, okay, where do I really learn the yoga from? It's not fitness yoga. I, I knew instinctively that this wasn't really the way it was supposed to be. Six months later, I was in my yoga and pranayama teacher training. I had a daily practice and I started to meditate. Wow.
2: Yeah. That instinct is so critical. Sometimes it's, you know, you need so bad and that's why it's so hard and uncomfortable. And sometimes, like you said, it's just not the right fit, but you can tell that those elements are present. So you keep searching. That's really awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, it wasn't popular when I did it. Like, I couldn't tell a lot of people what I was doing (laughs) unless they asked. Like, you look like you're getting younger. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs)
1: So you have a obviously a pretty interesting background, um, as we've actually come to talk about uh, through my own uh, personal experience with you, and, and you've been you know really advising entrepreneurs with the tools which leads you to uh, your previous success in the two multi million dollar businesses you've been a part of. When one of the things that you've you realized is that the more that you've transformed yourself, the healthier businesses became, and you yep. also realized that your business was really more of a a a mirror of where you personally were mentally physically etc um how did you realize that others would be interested in these same realizations as well and that they weren't considered woo woo especially considering that you came from a time Mm. where this was like cutting edge and still to a lot of people is cutting edge
0: well it was really hard and i didn't tell a lot of people for a long time and um the time that I kind of got outed, I was at a board meeting for an entrepreneurial organization for like seven-figure, eight-figure, and nine-figure businesses, and it was a holiday party. And um, we were supposed to be meeting in this one room, and like this was in Toronto, which is a very safe city, and where it was sort of in a lounge that was just off the main lobby, and this was a really nice hotel. And I said, I don't know why. We need to move. Something bad's going to happen here. And mm. they, everybody's like, oh my God, you're a crazy person. We're not moving. I said, well, those doors need to get closed. And they said, okay, fine. We'll halfway close the doors. And then in the middle of our dinner, um, a girl comes screaming into the lobby, half her clothes off, and a guy's chasing her with a knife. This what? stuff doesn't happen in Toronto. Like, there's less than 50, like, th- like homicides in a year. Like, it doesn't even happen once a week. And this was a really nice area and a really nice hotel. And if those doors had been <coughs> opened, they would have been right in our area. And then all of a sudden, everybody's looking at me. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's because i meditate cuz i i could feel that something was off and that i we needed to do something to protect ourselves and that sparked a discussion around meditation and you know listening to your inner wisdom like uh, intuition and you know having mental clarity And then a few other people said, yeah, I felt really weird when, you know, I came in here and something felt off, even though I come here a lot. I mean, I have business meetings here a lot. And then we started this whole whole discussion around that. And then some of them just said, well, can you teach me this? (laughs) Mm. And that's kind of when you know, it kind of started because I wasn't really planning on doing, I wasn't really on planning to, on telling anybody what I was doing. So it's kind of like when you, when it's time to step up, when you really have a mission, which I do is to put you in a place where you have to either suffer consequences or step up. And luckily I stepped up mm. <laughs> and we had some really interesting discussions that we've never had before as a group. So it was great.
1: And then it just kind of grew from word of mouth. I'm I'm sure and and yeah.
0: Then then you know people were talking about the incident because this was a large entrepreneurial group. It was over 150 um, entrepreneurs. And then someone you know someone else said you know m- my staff is having a really hard time handling changes, and I have to take us through a really difficult period of transition um, in our company because what's happening in some of the industries we work in. Can you come in and train my staff? So that they, you know, they can stay calm and they don't get distracted and that they can reset themselves if they're starting to get upset, if they're going into fear and if they're going into stress. So I did and it went well. And then, you know, other stuff just kept coming. It so it's That's all so tied cool. to business performance, though. Like it's all tied to not just necessarily feeling better like she was doing it because she didn't want people to make bad decisions.
1: Right. Well, you know, when it, and when it comes to the people that might be interested in the work that you're doing, you know, I, I think there's, there's a lot of people that have this, uh, really this focus on fixing the problems of the, of the business, but not necessarily themselves or really, you know, they, they, they focus on the finances before they focus on the wellness of really anything else, it seems. Mm-hmm. how 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 how
0: <laughs> I'm laughing I have a degree in accounting yeah <laughs> and yes the the like you know on my linkedin pro file it says that your, your your business is your mirror what is it telling you because the problems that you have where you're seeing your own blind spots are they're going to show up in your business and they do every time The truth is, is that all the knowledge is out there, all the training is out there to be completely 100% successful. So then why isn't every business 100% successful? It's because we have blind spots where we don't see ourselves, we don't see our own behavior. And the problems that show up in your business are a reflection back to the owners, if they're involved, or the leadership staff and the owners, because the owners are allowing it to happen, um, as to where you're blind to things happening. And then when you do the work on yourself and fix the problem in yourself, the problems in the business change and go away. And that's you know usually the first place that we start when we're training companies whole companies on meditation is we work on the upper leadership staff first so that they have the awareness and they can recognize things that are going on that just aren't working because when people start to meditate you see the things that aren't working you see things within yourself how you're contributing to your own problems and then you have a choice do I do with it or do I stop meditating right yeah <laughs> do, I do, do I do it do I fix it yeah. right yeah and a lot of times meditation fixes it you know, mm-hmm. it's not just the awareness. It actually gives you, oh, do, do this instead and it'll work.
1: Yeah, totally. Wow. Well, and you know, that, it's funny that you, you bring that up because I think, at least in the entrepreneurial space, I think people are definitely more open to the mindset changing tricks. But when you get into larger and larger organizations, it just it just is like, oh, it's an issue with the with the machine and not so much the the people operating the machine. Um, and you know, one of the things I've noticed is that a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, we we've had a lot of folks on the on the show that that really kind of rein they instill making sure you have a certain kind of positive mindsets. Um, but it's still something that entrepreneurs struggle with. Uh, you know, they really get caught up in the weeds and and sometimes it's really harder for them to see the larger picture. So how can someone, you know, raise themselves up to the, see the, the big picture more frequently?
0: Yeah, that, that's a really awesome question. So the first thing is that positive mindset is absolutely critical. And it's something that meditation really helps with when you're stressed or, or things are getting difficult. But in and of itself, it's not enough. I mean, I've been an elite athlete international in you know high school and as a master's athlete world class. It's not enough. The, what you have to do is face your, the parts of yourself that are getting in your own way. And you have to have a positive attitude while doing that. You have to believe that you can transform those things. But those are the things that unleash the big potential and get you to the other side. And as the owners and leaders of a business do that, I mean, your business can only grow as much as the people that are growing in it. So you have a choice. You can have people that are holding you back. You can have a revolving door and keep replacing people Mm -hmm. or you can help your people grow. And, And usually a healthy company has a combination of all three. But if you aren't providing your people with a way to deal with their own problems and stresses and growth, you are either holding the company back or you're going to be losing people that might otherwise be able to step up. Yeah, definitely. And expand beyond where they are right now. And that's going to help your company grow. You know, my last, one of my last businesses and even, you know, the ones that I own today I I tell my staff like you know they say I want to make more money and I'm like great this is the career path this is what you have to do these are the things in yourself that you, you need to come to terms with and get to the other side of and then you can do that job anybody can you just have to now if it's speaking to you authentically this is the growth path to do it and some people do it and some people don't and it's not our right to force them to do it but it is our um i think our obligation to give them what they need to get there if we want to be a world-class company which we do
2: right yeah like we'll we'll shine the flashlight flashlight down the path if you want to take the path like we will absolutely it actually reminds me a little bit well i guess it's the opposite of alice in wonderland and like the little dog with the broom (laughs) 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 and some people just don't want to get there right but you'll you'll light the way uh, if they say yes, which, uh, is huge. And, and as you've alerted to, you've worked with people all over the world to help them develop better self-care and, um, the mindsets and, uh, everything that they need, like that personal toolkit in order to be effective leaders, um, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, etc. cetera. Um, but I know, you know, for me personally, but also for our listeners, I uh, we, so many of us try and fail, uh, especially with meditation practices. Like, well, yeah, we'll go for the jug and we'll go to the lectures and go to the workshops. But for some reason, stillness is really hard to achieve. Um, and especially for entrepreneurs who have all that stuff swimming around in their heads and I'm one of them. So I'm kind of curious if you would mind yeah. like pulling back the curtain a little bit and helping those of us that either, have been looking down the barrel of meditation and can't quite get over the hump or keep trying and failing? What what would you recommend for for us to start?
0: Yeah. One of the biggest misconceptions today is that you can listen to an app or watch a video and that that's going to help you progress. You need to Mm. work with a teacher. I wish I could say it was otherwise. My life would be a lot easier if I could just record a bunch of stuff and then go on, sit on the beach, but it doesn't work that way. And there's two main reasons why. The first one is, is that your brain entrains with the teacher's brain, even if you're doing it live over video. It does work, you know, it's about 100% if you're in person, it's about 90% or approximately if you are doing it over video. So your brain synchronizes with a brain that already knows how to do this. And that gives you tremendous leverage and progress. So with our trainers in our company, they all have uh, achieved not only a certain number of hours of meditation, but a certain level of consciousness so that they can be the stronger one in the room that you can tune into. Now, the second aspect, and as an athlete, I can watch all the video I want on how to like, I'm a swimmer, I can watch all the video I want on how to swim. And I spend hours studying things. And then I go to practice. And then my coach says something to me, so that I understand better what I'm doing. And I get it right. So Mm -hmm. then I'm not feeling frustrated anymore. And I feel a lot more motivated. And it's just that you know, that it's that personal touch, you do need encouragement, you do need motivation. It's not something that our society is accustomed to. I mean, we're we're having a growing awareness, younger kids more than the older ones, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. um, when I first started out, all the teenagers, we knew what I was doing, but their parents didn't. So, um, but it's, it's that personal touch of being able to talk about the experiences you're having, having those experiences validated and in some cases explained to you. Uh, I know that the many things happen to me on my journey. I'm like, is this right? Like, what's happening right now? And then my teacher's like, oh, I'll do this. This will fix that. Or, oh, yes, that's that means it's working. And it, it keeps you going because you understand that you're on the right path. Wow. Um, so, I mean, that's totally disruptive because, like you said, like the
2: app Headspace is incredibly popular. They have a Netflix show now. Um, but I I get what you're saying where, like, if I – I'm studying, let's say, baseball, and I want to become a better batter. Um, I'm going to watch all the videos that I want to, but it takes an in-person coach to say, hey, your elbow is sagging, because I can't see my elbow that's behind the bat, right? And so then you start that muscle memory. So would you suggest that, and I know this is difficult now because of the pandemic, but does this this mean that a meditation um, teacher or coach should be an in-person
0: experience? Well, like I said, over video gives you about 90% of the experience. And for most people, that's <clears throat> going to be enough. I mean, it, ideally, at least a couple times a year, you should have an in-person experience. But honestly, my meditation teacher lives around the country, like across the country from me. So it's it's not practical. And she doesn't really train people in person anymore, even though she's you know quite advanced. So that's the only way. And it works. I've gotten to quite you know quite an advanced level. And our trainers all do the same thing. It's really getting that interaction and you know that that 90% is enough to give you that brain entrainment that you're looking for.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so now of course, like just I, I alluded to, we're in the middle of the pandemic still. We might have a light at the end of the tunnel soon. Um, but, uh, it's still just full of uncertainty has uprooted people's lives in countless ways. Uh, and I think everyone's just tired. They're so tired. Um, and, and especially to the point of burnout, especially if they're, um, you know, b- working parents trying to manage schooling while yeah. also Maintaining their careers or having to go through job searching because you lost your job because of the pandemic or you are going to work every day as a practitioner and there's all these new regulations and you're working extra hours. I mean, like, I think there's a level of burnout happening worldwide. Um, and so how are you addressing that with your practice? It sounds like it would be such a good fit.
0: Yeah, there's there's three main things that have to be done. First of all, when the brain starts to get tired and burnt out and it experiences stress over and over again, it loses a great deal of its functioning. So even though you think you're doing 13 hours of work, you're probably only doing one or two. And yeah. and people kind of get offended when I say that, but I'm like the research backs it up. And when people get to the other side of burnout and they realize like, it's not that you're not putting the effort in, but it's just, it's on the wrong things and it's not productive. So Mm -hmm. one of the first things we train people on is how to edit their schedule so that they can get the rest they need. The next thing we train is meditation light, because you can't do a full meditation program. If you're experiencing burnout, you have to do one that is specifically Geared towards people that are on burnout, and it focuses on two things. First of all, um, strengthening the positive mind, which even people that are positive, I've heard myself do this when the first time I got burnt out. I'm like, "Is that me talking saying those things?" I'm like, "I don't talk like that," but your brain does when it when it's in burnout. It goes to the negative spot, and it can't find the um, the more positive stuff. So. That has to be retrained and you have to slow the mind down because when the brain is on burnout, it's on high alert for fight or flight 100% of the time pretty much. And that needs to be slowed down and it needs to be done very gently, but enough that it's going to be effective. And it takes all three of those things to get people to recover from burnout. Otherwise, honestly, it just doesn't go away. It continues. It requires interaction. And just taking time off or cutting the schedule back by itself doesn't work. It's not enough. But you have to cut the schedule on the right things. Um, So that's one of the things that I, because I'm trained uh, in optimizing manufacturing processes. That's one of the things that we help people with is, so you need to cut your schedule back. So what are the things, design it to address certain things, and it is sustainable. And then when you add the meditation on top of it, I mean, people that are just stressed, not burnt out after they train for a few months, the most most of them say, I've been working 13 hours a day, my job really only takes three or four hours a day, I'm wasting all this time doing all these other things that aren't getting my job done that people think we should do around here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and that's kind of more a discussion around well okay so how do you manage these people so you can spend the time on the things that are you're actually getting paid for and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs do this a ton too so it's it's not just people that are executives or employees this happens to everybody across the board hmm. yeah
1: hmm. something that's uh i want to point out that's on your on your website are are your testimonials and again one of the things that stood out to me was that sometimes, uh, the way to fixing business issues is again, not focusing on, on the faults of the business. It can be just as simple as, uh, you know, getting recentered in in life. How, how can current business leaders who feel pulled in many directions reset that focus in order to see the forest for the trees?
0: Yeah. I mean, A lot of entrepreneurs don't want to hear it, but you really need to give yourself a time out and you need to schedule time. You need to schedule downtime. You need to schedule time that you are resting. And that's a big thing for entrepreneurs. We have this hustle culture that's toxic. And as an elite athlete, we were trained. Given equal training, the person that does better rest is going to win the race. (laughs) You need Uh. to, you can't be on all the time. The second thing is, is that you need to have time where you are using a meditative mind to look at your business. And what is a meditative mind? It's a neutral mind. It's seeing things clearly for what they are. It's looking at the symptoms and it's using not only the intuitive sense, but the logical and the intuitive sense together to know what needs to be done. It's thinking at the strategic level you need to schedule that in. And you need to not just schedule, okay, I'm going to work on business strategy today. You need to schedule it so that you're in the right mental and emotional state to do that. And you have to have both of those scheduled. And that's something I actually learned from a very successful entrepreneur very early in my career. And then after I learned to meditate, I'm like, oh, these things, these two things go together. So it's like taking the time out having that outside looking in mentality to your business, thinking of it like, I'm not the owner, I'm not personal in this. (laughs) And you can look at it neutrally and really see things for what they are. And, And the meditation practice helps with that. And then from there, make strategic decisions and then have a disciplined approach to implementing those. And then do this regularly. For most people, it needs to be a full day at least once a month. For some people, it may even have to be more than that. Some people might need it every two weeks or they might need two full days a month to do it at minimum. Yeah. And especially at the, the rapid changes that we're going in. So that's actually something I'm training a lot of entrepreneurs on right now is using intuition uh, uh-huh. to understand what, where they need to be um rather than looking around them as what's happening cuz that's not an indicator of where we're going we're we're going into territory that we've never been in before and um being able to use the meditative mind to tap into where i need to be is a huge strategic advantage i love that
1: and and one of the things that i think is is interesting like uh i was i was telling uh, veronica before the conversation today that tim cook you know being in the in the wellness space now um you know he's he's all about apple like making them that that their focus going forward right is is health and wellness and uh yeah, it's just kind of once you kind of start tapping into that where things are going, then the universe kind of starts coming to you and, and it's like, oh, you're going the right direction, oh, you're going the right direction and it's it's interesting to.
0: And the opposite happens too. like, I worked with trained of quite a few people on intuition this year. And they say, well, this I'm just struggling. I'm like, well, then you're not in the right place doing the right thing. Like, right. you literally have energy codes in your energy body about who you are and what you're supposed to be. And if you're struggling, either you have a belief system that needs to get out of the way, or you're trying to do the wrong thing. You're looking at what other people are doing and say, hey, that's working for that person. That looks cool. I'd like to do that. But at night might not be your thing. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't ever really want to put my hand up and say, hey, I'm the weird one that does meditation and intuition. I wanted to buy another manufacturing company (laughs) (laughs) because I know that and I'm good at it, but it didn't work for me because I was meant to be doing this. And I see a ton of other people doing the same thing. So if things aren't working, you're probably not following your unique path the way you should be. And you're absolutely right. When you're on that unique path, the doors open and things mm-hmm. come to you and people come to you and resources come to you a lot easier because there's resonance there.
2: Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love all of that. And I've actually been re- recommending to my clients to uh, not just take a longer holiday for the holidays in winter, um, well, in winter in the northern hemispheres, but then um, to also take a week off in the summer for the same reasons that you're citing, that we need space to be the leaders that we want to be. Uh, If we stay in the trenches all the time, it's just not possible because we're distracted constantly. Um, So all of this is fantastic, and I think our listeners should review this episode many times, especially while we're still in the pandemic. So, uh, you know... (laughs) You've said a few times that your practice began when it was highly unusual um, to be into meditation or yoga. It was so new on the scene. Um, now we're in this era where the woo is highly accepted. Um, you know, People talk about like signals from the universe all the time, and it doesn't seem <laughs> like, you know, like you're know, you not going to get kicked out of your position as like, VP of sales or anything by saying that, um, or at least you're less likely to. Um.
0: So I, I just want to comment on that. For yes, a people think it's because it. they don't understand the science, like it's quantum physics. So yeah, it's just that our our level of understanding of how the physics works is just at the sort of the leading edge of this. And um, you know, I had a fight with my physics teacher <laughs> in high school. There resulted me from going number one in the class to not passing (laughs) because I'm like, well, you can't prove like that doesn't seem right. And and we were arguing over whether or not time is a constant. And then uh, luckily in university I took an astronomy course and I got to discover that it's not a constant. It's affected by gravity. (laughs) So um, it was just the level of understanding and when he'd gone through school, time was considered a constant. And then by the time I got to university, they understood that time isn't a constant, it's relative to gravity. And it's, you know it has certain zones and areas where it is a constant. So it's just the fact that we're on the cutting edge of understanding vibrational science. And there's yeah. a ton in that area today to do with vibrational medicine and attraction and stuff like that, that has been well known in the East in the you know the the traditional yoga and meditation schools around the world, because they were able to see literally see these things happening, so the science is there it 's not woo it 's just that maybe you don 't know the science yet
2: yeah, for sure, definitely, um, I still call it woo because it 's something ethereal compared to what I can see on my desk uh, but absolutely <laughs> yeah, the science as it evolves is so. It's so fascinating. It's so fascinating. So, um, thank you uh, for, for di- diving in and explaining further and giving us techniques um, to, to help our listeners. And, like I said, again, I hope that they'll come back um, over and over to this episode because I think it's so important. What are you excited about in
0: the coming year? I'm excited about people taking the inner journey. Because that's gonna unleash so much human potential. That is the way we solve the problems. People ask me, you know, what, what should I get into? Or I feel like I want to go out on my own. The problem when you dive into yourself and you solve your own problem, that's the thing that is your greatest gift to the world. And I see more and more people doing that. I see more and more people waking up to the fact that they are creators, that they are conscious beings. That There's a whole lot of stuff in our world that's broken, and I know that those things are going to be surfaced more and more this year, next year, and the year after, and this, the solutions are starting to come. So I'm really excited, even though it looks a little harsh or dramatic right now. It's like we're we're in a birth process right now, and there's a whole new world mm-hmm. that's coming. And I'm just so excited to see you know, what's on the other side of that, because I know it's going to be way better than anything you've ever seen in human history. And I'm really looking forward to helping people do that and seeing what they're doing, because there's so many people doing amazing things to make that mm-hmm. world happen. Yeah,
1: there are. There sure are. And, and including yourself. So uh, let's go into the rapid fire question segment. As we end the today's conversation, we will ask you the questions quickly, but you can give us as much context in your answers as you need to uh okay first fav- first question of mine and this is the one that i like to ask because it kind of gives people an idea of where folks have really kind of developed their own background uh who are three influences or teachers that have helped get you get to where you're at today
0: um maria gonzalez um, let me see who else here Morna Nalamaku Simonoa, who's a Hawaiian Kahuna, the last who's considered a living treasure of Hawaii, and it's hard to pick one, but they're the the yogis that i'm gonna pick Yogananda because he was the first one that really bridged the East and the West and did a lot of the groundbreaking work to bring meditation to the West, although his name's Yogananda, he did more with meditation than yoga. And they, I wouldn't be able to be who I am today without those people. If you could ask anyone living or dead a question,
2: who and what would it be?
0: I think if I was to be able to talk to anyone, I would want to talk to Yogananda's teachers, teachers, Lahiri Lahiri Mahasaya. Um, He has... Do, there are documents of him he lived in the 1800s in india of quite advanced meditative states and he like he was not he was doing stuff for real and people would say oh what happens when you go into this state he wasn't saying oh read this textbook that was written 500 years ago he, he'd say oh let me go do it and then i'll report back to you <laughs> so i think i'd love to talk to him because i think just having being exposed to a teacher of that level. I mean, they're not even one in a generation I think that he'd be the one. Hmm.
1: What's something that's going on right now that you think is going to affect entrepreneurship in the future that you're excited about?
0: I think entrepreneurs using their intuition and I can tell you right now, they need to do more of it because they think they're on schedule for what the world needs, but 90% of them are behind schedule and not understanding what they need to do. So that's something I'd like to see. Yeah. In the last five years, what new belief behavior or
2: habit has most improved your life? Forgiveness. Mm.
1: That is powerful. And there's people that struggle with that all their lives.
0: I gonna expand on that a little more because I think people don't really understand forgiveness. So people think a lot of people, I certainly did because I didn't understand clearly is that um, forgiveness in some way condones what has happened. And that's not true. Forgiveness means that you're willing to let go of your own pain so that you can see things clearly and that you don't repeat the same behaviors over and over. Because that what's happened, what happens when we don't forgive is then we don't see that behavior in another person and it keeps happening and we keep piling the pain and on in ourselves and we're limiting our own happiness, our own joy and own success. And I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now without forgiveness. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to do it. It would have been too painful. Yeah, it's like a brick on your feet every step you take. Yeah, in ways that you don't even realize. Like you wouldn't, you're not forgiving. You're not seeing other people clearly. You're not seeing business relationships clearly. You're not seeing, you know, at times people may actually be trying to help you. And if you have something you haven't forgiven for someone, you might take it the wrong way as being, an attack. But the other thing is the other way is also true. This looks like this person's helping me, but they're really undermining me. If you don't forgive the first person that that happened to, it's going to keep happening to you again. So it's bringing for you (laughs) that, and it gets you that progress that you want. Mm -hmm. Mm. For sure. And it makes you happy. And it makes you happier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And final question, and because I think we've kind of been heading this direction and a good part of this conversation anyway, what's it mean to live a life of abundance?
0: I think when you really understand that you are creating everything and you have a full knowledge and a full belief that you can manifest what you want as you need it, that's a real abundant life. Hmm. And whatever level that is.
1: Uh, yeah I like that answer that that's very much jives with my own so cool um, well thank you Kira for uh, joining us today really good awesome yeah. conversation and I'm sure a lot of people have found this conversation pretty interesting uh, you can be found on your website uh, the eagleinstitutcom where can people look you up on the socials
0: okay on LinkedIn they can look me up Kira leslie and that's probably for the topics we've been talking about today, the best place to find me. And um, yeah, that's the best ones. Super. Well, again,
1: thank you so much. And it's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you. It was such an awesome conversation. And thank you both Veronica and JC for the amazing questions. bet.
1: So there you have it. Really great stuff from Kira, and I highly recommend you listen to this one again and take notes if you didn't the first time. And personally, as I've been doing this introspective work this past pandemic year, it just blows me away how I've been locked up in a space where so many find themselves and where it's really you versus the world. But through Pranayama, as she calls it, Pranayama, as I say, other times of meditation, I've realized that just because I can do so many things doesn't mean I should. And so as a bit of a, an announcement, I'll be going on a bit of a hiatus from AOL after the next episode. I'm focusing my spare creative time and creating a book on key points that I've learned in these past 200 episodes. Because frankly, I never did get to writing anything as I was challenged next year by uh, Andy. And I think mainly because all of my spare and creative time has gone into making the show, and then, as you know, that gets finished, I'll look into hiring a sister or a team as things go forward in my next season of the podcast. That said, I think you guys will love episode 200. Uh, we're going to be going out with a bit of a bang, and Veronica and I actually had the chance to interview no other than Pat Flynn himself. So in that discussion, we will be discussing how his own journey of going from Busy B to KPI has actually happened and how he brought on his team at Smart Passive Income. And is completely different business today than it was, say, 2016, 2017. In the meantime, and as usual, I do have some show note extras for you to check out between now and when that episode does come out. First off, Kira had mentioned her background was in running manufacturing organizations and that one of the people who launched her to where she's at today was Maria Gonzalez. Interestingly, I was able to find an interview Maria did with Kira back from 2012 when Kira was sharing what meditation and yoga has done for her at that point in her life. You know, it's interesting to see her perspective from back then and think about why she has chosen the path that she has today. Next up, one of the things that I feel is talking to me right now is that I need to level up for my 40s. And while I did that in my 30s, by really defining who I was and who I wasn't, the next step is all about being able to put together teams and networks of amazing people who can help each other do greater things than they can on their own. And there's way too many people out there who feel they're against the rest of the world. And that's simply not how you know people of influence work so i i feel it's going to be my job to help others move themselves mentally to that next level as well and in the second video kira touches on middle crisis paradigm changing and how most people misjudge a midlife crisis as the symptoms and not necessarily the root of what's causing it without her help in this instance i'd probably be trying to follow the instructions of of the song, Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger. Uh, and for me, that's simply not going to work anymore. And after that, I have a short intro video of Kira sharing some Pranayama techniques. Oh, that I did it with Kira's way that time. And again, I highly recommend learning about this as uh, as much as you can. You know, it's interesting how you uh, can ramp up, uh, neutralize or drop your your energy levels just by certain breathing techniques. It's really interesting. And finally, I wrap it all up by what she's focused on right now, which is helping decision makers with burnout. And after this two-minute video, you'll be able to determine whether you have burnout or not, all of which I suggest you connect with Kira if you need that personal feedback of any of these topics. So that's a wrap for session 199. Remember, if you want to join me on this Groove journey for free, you can do so at newinceptions.com slash groove. Otherwise, you can check out newinceptions.com GrooveDigital to get started with Groove CRM or feel free to reach out to us if you prefer to have help with all these things uh, marketing-wise through Brushfire Marketing at brushfiremarketing.net. So with that said, thanks for spending some time with Kira, Veronica, and me. and Until next session, dig in, have fun, and take care of what you're creating, and we'll see you back here next
0: time. Thanks for listening to the Angles of Latitude podcast. Connect with us at home, at work, or on the go at facebook.com slash newinceptions, on Twitter at newinceptions, Instagram at new.inceptions, and on the web at newinceptions.com.